Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Turn it up. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's go! Oh, yeah. How did you do that? Swinging. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What did we tell you about this kid, Ellie Dela Cruz? It, it looks like he was created by artificial intelligence. Yes. 99 speed, 99 power, 6 foot 5. All of it. Today's guests, Yahoo Sports columnist Dan Wetzel, Reds play-by-play announcer John Sadak, baseball Hall of Famer Pedro Martinez. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Ah, yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're live on the Roku channel, free on every damn Roku device known to man. And we're also thrilled to be right here on this Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Network, Station Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more. On a day, uh, the the uh, All-Star Tuesday of the Major League Baseball season, day before the, um, the, the ESPYs, a lot of folks, a day after a home run derby, a lot of folks are wondering what, what in the world is going on in the world of sports. Not much is going on in the world of sports. And, uh, and then a day like today happens where a couple of members of the PGA Tour board is being grilled by the Senate subcommittee right now on Capitol Hill uh, of the U.S. Senate. Also, uh, Victor Wembanyama has just been shut down for the rest of the summer league. It's not because he's hurt or it's not because they don't want him uh, to run into Debbie Gibson. Uh, It's because uh, they just don't want him to get hurt, I guess. It's not because he is hurt. Uh, or ineffectual, two and done. So uh, <laughs> hopefully, everybody. Uh, honestly, uh, I I I think. Um you I don't know, think he was going to play the whole. Uh, it's the shortest anyway. residency in the history of Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, it's nice. it's over. It's now over nice. for uh, for Big Vic uh, in in Las Vegas. Um, so that just happened. Uh, also, uh, Northwestern football is in complete shambles. Um, they fired their coach Pat Fitzgerald. It went from a two week suspension to hold on a second. You're out. Uh, Dan Wetzel of Yahoo Sports is going to join us to discuss that. Um, you know, what, what, what else is happening? Oh, yeah, Shohei Otani says he's sick of losing. Um, he, yeah. it, the feeling uh, about uh, wanting to win gets stronger every year. And the uh, general manager of the uh, Portland Trailblazers, uh, Joe Cronin, says, uh, what urgency? <laughs> uh, you know, what, what, do you, what do you mean we got to get this trade done right now for, for Damian Lillard? That's all going on, and that's all being discussed on this edition of The Rich Eisen Show. I feel Today. that way. I feel that way about the Emmys each year. I'm sick of losing. I'm sick of losing. <laughs> then the feeling about winning gets stronger every, every year. year. <laughs> and just in case anybody's wondering here on this program uh, that might be listening, okay, 
Um, and we are a team here at the Rich Eisen Show. We're, we're, we're a very tight team. But uh, Mike Del Tufo just gave a look like, what do you mean losing Emmys? Am I wrong, Mike? Was <laughs> no, that the look? No, uh, by the Was way, the under, under his the breath, Mike, I heard you. I did under his breath, that. he goes, oh, I'm sick of winning. <laughs> wow. What a jabron. As I ordered my World Cup Emmy yesterday. Wow. That's yeah, me. it's a group effort, That's man. messed That's up. Us that win. is messed That's up, That's a group Mike. effort. You're, you're getting an Emmy up. and there's 13 of you. realize something. The name producer will be behind my name. I want to win. Wow. I want to win. Thought we were friends. Should I? Should I? Should I? Just go out and say this yep. on the air. Yeah, whatever yep. you're whatever thinking. Whatever it is. No, yes. I'm, I'm not no. going to do it. Oh, you got to say it now. Because yeah. if you're second-guessing yourself. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I love Mikey D's and D's nuts. <laughs> I love you. 844-204-RICH um, <laughs> is the number to dial today. Uh, John Sadak, the, uh, the play-by-play announcer for the Cincinnati Reds, who has been absolutely meeting every moment that Ellie Dela Cruz has put out there for him to meet. Um, he's going to be joining us on this program. Excited to talk about the most exciting player in baseball with uh, with the announcer of the Cincinnati Reds here on All-Star Tuesday. And um, I, as you may know, um, a lot of you young kids out there may may not, but uh, uh, I used to be on a show called Sports Center uh, and on no a network way. called ESPN. Yeah. What was this? You know, way before <laughs> I, I needed to stay in my lane just talking about football, I okay. talked about all sports. As a matter of fact, I was a baseball guy. Got to cover the uh, Major League Baseball All-Star Game, several World Series. Uh, you did th- all that? The best no performance I ever saw I'll say it on a diamond, and 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 that also includes a lot of those Yankee moments that clearly I'm I'm biased for and about, um, like Derek Jeter's um, home run in November, if you will, in that 2001 World Series against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, greatest performance I, I ever saw was Pedro Martinez in the 1999 All Star Game, oh. where he came out in Fenway Park. By the way, 34 years ago, this coming Thursday, and. Um, and struck out four of the six batters that he faced. And um, one of them after another, uh, a future Hall of Famer or somebody that would have been in the Hall of Fame if it wasn't for the steroid scandal. And, um, and uh, Pedro's joining us at the top of our number three. So we'll go down memory lane with Pedro uh, and also ask him about Otani. Because for me, this is the top story of the day and I understand that uh, Damian Lillard still hasn't been traded and I understand what's going on with the live tour and I understand everything else going on in the world of sports but Shohei Otani um, is potentially when it's all said and done he's on a path and I understand the on pace stuff back in my sports center days uh, was frowned upon being discussed that <laughs> so-and-so is on pace but Shohei Otani, what he is doing now, is something we've never seen before. Um, it's something that has never happened on a baseball diamond uh, to the um, long-term success that he's been able to do of pitching and hitting. And he's going to sign a contract that starts with a six, if not a seven, because the uh, Los Angeles Angels are going to have to really put their money where their mouth is to get this guy to sign a contract unless this has been the conversation we've been having about Otani for a couple of years when he first came up the angels it's like okay this is a nice novelty but 
enjoy it while you, you're seeing it, a guy hitting and pitching, because th- there's no way somebody's going to be able to keep this up or that the team will allow him to keep it up because he'll be so good at one thing, he'll just have to stop doing the other to avoid a risk of injury. And yet he's continuing to do what he's doing, and he's continuing to do it at an all-star ace and slugger rate. But now the conversation is, why isn't it leading to wins? And the answer for many people is simple. It's the Angels. <laughs> Trout's going to invariably get hurt. Uh, yeah. And the team is invariably not going to be able to surround them with enough stars. And the pitching's not going to be good. And the, uh, so on and so forth. Even the great Joe Madden um, succumbed Man, last year. And then this year, Phil Nevin, who took over last year, who's got the gig now, had the team uh, in, in pretty good stead. Three weeks ago, they were in the wild card spots, one of the wild card spots. Well, then Trout gets hurt, Rendon gets banged up, Otani has to leave a game with a blister injury, and now here we are. The team one game under 500. Trout will definitely be out for the rest of this month, at the very least, a large part of next month, and who the hell knows? And this team is one game under 500 and out of the playoff race. Yeah, five back of the wild card. There you go. Only to get worse, one would think. Now the question is to Otani. Finally, let's get let's get an answer. What do you think? What do you think? Are you going to demand a trade? Are you going to leave via free agency? What are you thinking? Because we don't know. Speaking through an interpreter yesterday in his media availability, he shed only an inkling of a light on what he thinks about all this losing happening in Anaheim, which is near Los Angeles. (laughs) And he was asked about his desire to win. Here's his answer. Yeah, those strong, our feelings get stronger year by year. Um, it sucks to lose. He wants to win, so yeah, it gets stronger every year. Well, the difficulty again is is that wasn't a straight up interpretation. He also said he wants to win, is what his interpreter said. So, I don't think Shohei Otani is referring to himself in the second person. That would be really weird. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever heard his voice. Ever. Bob Costa said he's never spoken to him. And if Bob's never spoken to yeah, him. Yeah, right. So that's the issue. That's the oh, issue here. Is it, it's the, he's the greatest player, maybe of our lifetimes, when we all grow up. As I said, he's on pace to potentially become the greatest player we've ever seen as human beings on planet Earth. Imagine he keeps doing what he's doing. He keeps doing what he's doing. And then the question is, will he keep doing it for somebody else? Because... The issue about becoming the greatest player we've ever seen and the greatest player we've ever seen to never make the playoffs is something, if I was Shoei Otani, would kind of get under my skin. (laughs) And so he's got to declare. And if he doesn't declare, and I'm Artie Moreno, I'm going to make myself one of the richest men on the planet. Thank you. Congratulations. Oh, please. 
You didn't say that. I had to say thank you first. You got it, yeah. Well, I was a little late. So I've hit the Powerball for about 100 times in a row. Ooh, which seven, is, can you, nobody won last odds? night. I know that. 725. So what are the odds here? So let's just say I, I've hit the Powerball, you know, multiple times, and I can just tell Shoei Otani to his face, hey, I have directed my folks to draw up a contract for you to sign here, and it starts with a seven. Because I understand what we've done around here, and I understand it sucks to lose. I don't want to lose either, but I don't want to lose you. So I am telling you, it starts with a seven. Yes. And if he says no to that, we are shipping him out of here. (laughs) And then I am leaking it to somebody, you know, who either wears a bow tie or is stuck in an ice room calling the Rich Eisen show like yesterday. (laughs) And I'm telling that individual. Wow. Wow. I tried. That picture should be hung in the Louvre. Bowtie or ice cream? <laughs> Especially because Jeff Passan looks so good, and we don't know what those tubes are attached to. No idea. No, no, I mean, my God. <laughs> the flux capacitor. 1.21. So I'm letting it known. I tried. So don't, don't get on me, Angels fans, those who show up. When Otani pitches, because I'll tell you what, he goes to City Field, he goes to Yankee Stadium, he goes to Fenway Park, he goes to Bush Stadium, he goes to Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium. Is it Safeco? No. What was T-Mobile? He goes to Seattle, he goes to San Francisco, he goes to Houston. Name all these places. He goes to Atlanta, even Atlanta. Oh, please, oh, no. Would show geez. up. Please, God, no. Oh, man. Every night. Be a great day I remember my house. when Dwight Gooden used to pitch in Shea Stadium. It was a circus every night. That would be exactly what would happen if Shoei Otani wears Mets pinstripes. Oh. And he's got to know that in his heart of hearts. Del Tufo would move back and recreate the K-Corner. So the question <laughs> is, what does he Do want? It, Do it. And this is coming home to roost in the next three weeks because once this all-star break is over and the Angels get back at it, they are staring into the abyss of another lost season. And I want to know, Otani, is that cool with you? Are you really going to play it out? He says he's never been a free agent before, so he doesn't really even know what that feels like. And he basically said, I'll get to it if that happens. I just want to win and play baseball. That's not a good enough answer right now if I'm the Angels. I try to sign him in the next two weeks to the richest contract in the history of American team sports. And if he says, no, I'm not really sure I'm not sold on it, then you know you got to get something for him. You're not going to get some sort of compensatory pick for potentially greatest player to ever lace it up in this great sport of ours. So I am trying to sign him now. I'm going to get him to declare, and I'm going to get him to declare and sign that. And if he doesn't, I'm shipping him out, and who wants him? And the answer is everybody. And I'm going to try and make the biggest killing ever, and then I'm leaking it that I try to sign him to a large contract. That's what I'm doing if I'm the Angels. And if I'm Otani, I'm telling the Angels I want out. Be honest with you. Because I want to see how the other half lives. You know? I want to see how the other half lives. I know that puts me out there a little bit more than me sitting in my hamlet in Anaheim, California, 
where a couple of newspapers talk to me and then there's a regional sports network that covers me. And every now and then I'm all over the place because I do something spectacular. <laughs> Instead, you know what I want? I want to be the man in the town. That's all playing out. It starts now. After tonight, when he hits second for the American League for yeah, a couple of at-bats. It's a home run imagine. in his first oh, at-bat. Come on. What are we doing? So uh, this is what we're doing today. Um, John Sadak, who's been calling Reds games um, and is with Ellie Dela Cruz, uh, doing what he's doing. We're fascinated by that young player. Oh, so we're going to be talking to the, uh, the, the voice of the Reds. Excited about that. Pedro Martinez. I'll ask him what he thinks Otani should do. He was in Montreal sitting up there forever, right? Yeah. Sure was. And then he went to Boston, and now look, he's a Hall of Famer, <laughs> and he's on TV. Worked out for Pedro. Bingo, bingo, <laughs> bingo, it did. Uh, but coming up first is uh, Dan Wetzel, because, and, 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 and I want him to talk about the Northwestern football program. I'm reading about it. Um, I'm shocked about it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things, like, if these allegations are true, then Pat Fitzgerald should no longer be the coach of Northwestern football. Speaking as an alum by the way, as well. But, you know, players say this isn't as bad as it, as it seems. The Northwestern football players put out a letter saying that um, this didn't happen, but also the coach didn't know what was happening. So if this didn't happen, how does the coach not know about something you say wasn't happening? It, it, it was a big – this whole thing is a big mess – and it's tough to make heads or tails of it. So I want to, before having uh, an opinion, get a little more informed about it. How does that sound? Uh, I'll fully admit that. Great. And I know I'm supposed to be a host informed about everything. How about that, Rich? But I'm, yeah. I'm happy to say that. Like, I, I'm, I'm reading about it. I need to know more about it before I speak on it. How does you that sound? You don't want to, like, take a stand before you know all the facts. It's That's odd. amazing. Isn't that That's odd? A, it's amazing. It's great. Just for instance, like, uh, unless I'm so sure of the facts, which I know Mike Del Tufo says I'm the only one who's won an Emmy around here <laughs> and with his look and under his breath. Sick even of winning. Though, even though I had, a, I had to personally call the Emmys to make sure his name was on our list He's this sick year. of winning, guys. How about that? We love you, Mike. I love you. That's <laughs> what I'm you. saying. I love you, cousin. <laughs> no comment. Cousin. Ah! I'm here only, so I won't get fired. He will. He he's not going to comment because he wants his Emmy first. That's Mike's true. only he here gets to, that thing. He's going to come. Mike's only here to get aggravated. He's going to bring it in and, and mock us with <laughs> it. All right, we'll take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial. Dan Wetzel of Yahoo! Exclamation point Sports coming up. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle. O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Battle Creek, Michigan, 1963. Kellogg's and Post, sworn cereal rivals, race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast forever. A wildly imaginative tale of ambition, betrayal, and menacing milkmen, sweetened with artificial ingredients. Unfrosted stars Jerry Seinfeld in his directorial film debut. It features a supporting cast of comedy greats, including Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Hugh Grant, Amy Schumer, Max Greenfield, Christian Slater, Sarah Cooper, Bill Burr, and many more. Streaming right now on Netflix. Man, are you reading some of this stuff happening in uh, at, at, in, at the Senate right now? Oh, yeah. Someone bum-rested? No, no laying oh. up as a, a, a threat of everything that's happening right now. The Senator Richard Blumenthal, you know, who's the, uh, the chair of this committee. Just how much money did Piff offer the PGA Tour? I mean, that is, the, that is it. That's the question. Because it's multiple... With a B, I think. The answer was, we know the Saudi government will have an equity dominance and ownership of this institution through its investment, is what Senator Blumenthal said. He said that two PGA Tour witnesses at the hearing are bound by non-disclosure agreements. Man. What's happening? Unbelievable. This is why Yasser... Uh, reportedly was like, yeah, no, uh, we'll drop all litigation and uh, let's come to an agreement because that guy does not want to be sitting in front of a Senate committee. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, Jimmy Dunn said there is no merger. There is no deal. This is simply an agreement to try to get to an agreement. That's what my divorce sounded like. (laughs) In a nutshell. <laughs> For about two years. Oh my gosh. What a what a poop show this whole thing is. Oh man. And it's not just it's not just the sports aspect of it. Apparently the initial WhatsApp messages between Jimmy Dunn and Yaster are out there now. WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest moment in the history of this show. What I just did? Yes. yes. What's that? You doing a, a 90s Budweiser commercial. <laughs> literally be a drop. Please clip that as Where's a drop. Where did that come from? That was incredible. <laughs> we can go home now. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning uh, in, everybody. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger, with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Um, this Northwestern football program story and um, the fact that Pat Fitzgerald, a longtime Northwestern Wildcat, um, of note, and of course, the former now former coach of Northwestern football being fired over a hazing scandal that is mushrooming and ballooning, ballooning as we speak, and to make heads or tails of this and keep us more informed than we already are is a man we always reach out to uh, for this sort of thing. Uh, Yahoo Sports columnist and one of the best in our business, Dan Wetzel, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Dan? 
I'm well, Rich. How are you? I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm struggling to follow this story. I'm not going to lie. I'm uh, I'm having a little bit of a struggle here. Um, so let's start from the ground floor um, and what we know about what's going on at Northwestern and its football program, Dan. Okay, I'll recap if you want. You Please. Want to recap it. Please do okay. it. Go okay. for it. I hate to just like take three minutes because it's like not it's not easy. Um, all right, so last November. They get a complaint. The university gets a complaint, anonymous complaint. There's hazing inside the football program. So they immediately hire an outside law firm, independent investigation, and they announce in January they're doing the investigation. No one really pays any attention, whatever. Seven-month investigation. They interview over 50 people inside the program, formerly with the program, including the original complainant. Um, They go through text messages, emails, practice schedules, all this comprehensive investigation. Friday, the school announces that they uh, are done with the investigation and they are suspending Pat Fitzgerald for two weeks uh, here in the middle of summer. They do not release the the report. This is a public school. They would almost certainly have to release the report because it would be a public document. It's a private school. It's unusual in major college sports, but uh, so they do not release it. They release a little basically two-page, not even two-page executive summary that has almost no details. This was their first mistake. Um, they say, hey, two weeks for, for um, Fitzgerald. They, they, you know, they dump it on a Friday in the summer on July 4th week. Hope no one will notice or something. I don't know. It's, these news dumps on Fridays actually are the exact opposite of what you want to do because it's like a red flag that there's something else there. Um, everyone's kind of <laughs> in, on the, in on the deal. So um, – that's their deal. They say, hey, we've, we've got this whole report two, mo- two weeks. Well, the, the original complainant does not appear to be satisfied with this, so he goes to and speaks to the student newspaper at Northwestern, later speaks to ESPN and some other people uh, quite predictably. He, is a, he can say whatever he wants and should, and he lays out the details of his complaint, which are, are you know pretty troubling. Um, all of a sudden – President of the university says, well, maybe I erred now that the now the public is getting to hear some of the information. He says, oh, maybe I erred and only given a two-week suspension, and by Monday, Fitzgerald's out. <laughs> so the school didn't have any new information on Monday that it didn't have on Friday. Um, it just changed its determination from two weeks at a time of the year when literally nothing is happening in college football to this guy who's coached 17 years is gone. Um, maybe they should, I'm not saying Pat Fitzgerald got wronged here. I don't know whether he should be fired or not. I don't think anybody does because we don't have the, the full context of what this investigation entails. What are the different perspectives? What did the other 50 something people say? All of that. We only have the information from the complaint that, uh, this is like a court case. It's just a court of public opinion. And what Northwestern allowed is basically, uh, and again, I'm not saying it's wrong, the, the guy's wrong, but you basically let the accused, the accuser make a statement and call no witnesses, no questioning, nothing, and that shapes the court of public opinion. So did they, should they have fired Pat Fitzgerald back in, on Friday? Maybe. Did they uh, change their opinion based on public sentiment? Maybe. We don't really know. All we know is that over a three-day period, they went from, you know, a small punishment to a very serious punishment um, or the ultimate punishment in terms of termination. And that's where 
we're all wondering what happened. That's exactly why I wanted you to start from the ground up and why I said I'm having trouble following this or yeah. or having or forming an opinion on this. Because the other thing we do know, though, um, is a significant amount of pushback from a ton of players, including a document that was put out signed by the entire Northwestern football team with the word entire in all caps, um, in yeah. which in which the statement was uh, these alleged incidents didn't happen um, and the coach didn't know anything, which is odd because those sound like they're uh, conflicting statements. Nothing happened. Coach didn't know what happened, meaning something had to happen that the coach didn't yeah. know about that raised enough of um, of a red flag to get the coach suspended for a couple weeks. You know what I mean? Like so, th- that I, I honestly, uh, it, it's difficult to find the plot here. It's easy to lose it. Yeah, and Dan. and and that that statement, you know, first off, they got a hundred people to sign something in a couple hours, and that the, the wording of that sounds. Uh, suspiciously like a a lawyer wrote it. Uh, But I have no doubt he has widespread support amongst the team. But this is why you need to release the full report and get out in front of the story. I don't know what happened. Uh, Nobody knows quite what happened. So was it as bad as it says? Is it slightly lesser? Is there other perspective applied? What are the other – you want that comprehensive view. And that's what the president, Michael Schill, had on Friday. And presumably their board of trustees and everybody was in agreement on Friday. All We have the full picture. It merits a two-week sus- suspension. And now it's you're fired. And so and you, me, everyone else, Northwestern fans, anyone else sitting there going, well, what changed? What's the full story here? Because the, when you had the full story on Friday, it's the two-week suspension. Now you're saying fired. Again, I don't know. And maybe they made a mistake by not firing Pat Fitzgerald. I'm not, I'm not saying he's getting mistreated. Maybe they blew it last Friday. And now they're, they're correcting and making the right decision on Monday. Um, it's their decision. It's not mine. All I know is what the heck changed so quickly? And, and where is the information? So the team, Fitzgerald, everyone, even the university, is on their heels because they mismanaged this thing. They could have come to the right decision at the end and still mismanage this process. And if you put all the information out, maybe it's even worse. I don't know. But it also might have provided some context where you sit there and say, hey, look, this isn't good. Solve this problem. Maybe two-week suspension makes sense. But when you only hear the worst parts of the accusations, which, again, could be true and could merit a firing, though, you sit there and say, gosh, this is really bad. What the heck? What, well, how could this ever happen? We have no explanation of how this stuff could have happened or why it happened or, or if there's any context to it. So the whole thing has been a mess. It's been very poorly handled, and it's leaving everyone confused. I, again, I have no idea whether Pat Fitzgerald should or shouldn't be fired. Maybe he should, maybe he shouldn't. Um, I just know that they decided to after originally not deciding to. Did the complainant talk to the school president over the weekend? Did they have contact? Uh, yeah. Okay. He talked on the phone to him. But, you know, his full statement would have been and his full information would have been in the – he also spoke to the the investigator. So maybe it was the personal part of the president talking to the complainant that changed his opinion. But maybe that could have been done before. I don't know. It could be that old, um, it could be that uh, that that line from a few good men that he strenuously objected, you know, and, and right, you know what I mean? Like not to make light of it, but uh, it, but to basically talk to the school president 
And then, you know, what fills the void here is is a, a lot of the players saying this this complainant had an axe to grind and wanted Pat Fitzgerald to be fired and was that was the goal all along. Uh, then you also I see on my Twitter feed that there's been rumors of hazing in this program that go back um, to the early aughts when when Fitzgerald was uh, an assistant and potentially even when he was a player. So he's just basically carrying this out to a, a different level. I, I, honestly, and, and, and I know it's, it is rare, certainly in the Big Ten, to have a private school. But don't you think Northwestern needs to make this thing public at this point in time? I would, I, well, I think, I think it would solve a lot of it – would, it would allow people to come to, uh, to form a, you know, a more complete opinion. And that's, you're just stuck without knowing exactly all that went on. Um, and I agree. It, it seems like something that they have been doing for years and just wasn't stopped. And, you know, that's a, that, that alone is a critical mistake. It's 2023. Pat Fitzgerald played in 1996. Uh, he's been coaching there since the aughts, right? Times change. Uh, standards change. Allowable behavior changes. Everybody acts a little different, says things different. It, it What might have been a uh, – probably shouldn't have been allowed in – in, in, in 20 years ago, you know, maybe people just accepted and now they don't. And that can be a pot. That's a, generally a positive thing. So you have to change your program. I, I would think, and I would have thought this was already done, particularly after Iowa went through this with a strength and conditioning coach, they had to fire and Kirk Ferentz kept his job there, but you can't tolerate abusive behavior within your program. And I would think every single college, even high school coach in the country um, or maybe even NFL would be like, is anything like this happening at our place? We need to root it out. You can't just say, I didn't know about it. Um, you need to root it out. They, they look 30, 40 years ago, they, they didn't talk about like how to handle alcohol or, or violence against women or things like that within a football program. Maybe now they bring in people to discuss this stuff with the, you know, educate, do all those types of things. You need to do it with hazing and say, Hey, look, this isn't, we're not allowing this anymore. I can't do it because, look, if Pat Fitzgerald, if only because I could lose my job, let alone it's the right thing or this isn't how we build communities anymore. So there's a lot there, and I, I certainly uh, understand the, the perception of, well, Pat Fitzgerald says, well, I didn't know about it. Well, how didn't you know about it? You're the head coach for 17 years. Nobody ever said a word about it. So, you know, what is the answer to that question? Again, that that answer might be in this report, but we don't know it. Pat Fitzgerald hasn't spoken really yet. So there's just a lot of unknown um, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a really big switch on what's going on. And I think anybody who cares about Northwestern football, and there are people who do, um, the more information they get, the better the school will be in the long run. Uh, they've tried to kind of just hide this and brush it aside basically twice now. Once, trust us, he just deserves a two-week suspension – now trust us, he nerds to get fired. I understand why a whole lot of people with Northwestern aren't trusting either of those. Dan Wetzel of Yahoo, a few minutes left with him right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, so we're less than two months away from the Northwestern opener at Rutgers. Uh, that is, I'm seeing on my screen here, is scheduled to be nationally televised on CBS the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. So uh, what's next here? I mean, uh, and and how... Plum is this job. It is in the Big Ten. It is in the third largest media market in the United States. Um, and uh, I understand there's always 
the provost that stands there in Northwestern with a hand up and talks about transcripts and the like that maybe other member schools don't have. How how attractive is this job, do you think, with all of this hanging out there, Dan? Well, they'll definitely go interim for this season. I mean, this was not a good team the last two years. They won four games combined. Um, so there's a lot of work to do. Uh, you know, Northwestern, you can make a case either way. Um, but, you know, the historically the academic requirements um, hinder recruiting. Uh, you know, it's it's only, I think, 8,000 students at the school. It's not a really a large school that, you know, smaller private schools, uh, it can be a struggle. And, um, you know, so historically it's never been a, a great program. Fitzgerald's done a, an amazing job. They started winning basically in that Fitzgerald showed up and uh, have done pretty well since. But, again, this is a team that won four games the last two years. Um, now you're in the Big Ten. You've got a lot of money. I mean, they have one of the most beautiful practice facilities in the country. They're in the midst of trying to build an $800 million football stadium on campus um, that's kind of right-sized for them that I think would help. But you're also in a 16-team league with a whole bunch of Sharks and – the divisions of the Big Ten West and East are going away. And the Big Ten West was always historically the weaker division, and it, it, it offered a path for Northwestern, both in schedule and in who they're competing against, to twice win the Big Ten West. Uh, that's no longer the case. They will play Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State regularly now, and then you also still have USC, UCLA coming in. So in many ways, they have a lot of money, but the job gets harder and harder uh, as the Big Ten keeps expanding. Dan, appreciate the time, man. Let's uh, let's talk as the uh, the season approaches. Greatly appreciate it. Always ready for you. Thanks, Thanks Dan. You got it. That's Dan Wetzel. Must follow at Dan Wetzel on Twitter and must read on Yahoo Sports right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I knew he would know. All right. Here's the deal. If... What was alleged is true. Pat Fitzgerald should never have been suspended for two weeks. He should have gotten what he eventually got. If if the court of public opinion made it worse than the what merited just a two-week suspension, then he's getting hosed. We don't know. They're a private school in the Big Ten. And they're like, okay, we don't have to do it. I guess, uh, do trustees force it? I don't know. Do you have to? Do you have to explain yourself if you're Northwestern to the United States of America and sports fans? Maybe not. But if you're looking for another guy, I've got a name. I've got a name. I have no idea if this guy is interested, but he's available. Who knows? Football. Who has an unimpeachable reputation? Who knows how to reach young men? Who knows how to tell a provost or hear the news from a provost that transcript's not good enough and still find somebody good enough? Who knows maybe how to beat USC and UCLA? Who knows how to do it in a major media market? Who knows? I'll throw his name out there. I have no idea if he's interested or he'd want to do it. But if I'm Northwestern, once this all lands I'm on the phone to David Shaw. You did it at Stanford. This is like the Stanford of the Big Ten. Northwestern has some very stringent standards. 
I did a um, uh, a television piece for the Medill School of Journalism, Chicago Quarter, is what I had to do to gra- help graduate. I did a piece on why it's so difficult to win in um, in Northwestern. And so um, at the time, it was tough to win. Remember Gary Barnett? He was the coach of Northwestern. They had just gotten good when they were there. They eventually made the Rose Bowl after I left. It was Adrian Autry was a running back. And, you know, he was, um, he was honest. It was tough. It's tough to find football players that um, an institution of higher learning of Northwestern standards is saying, bring them. Or we'll look the other way about that one class, that one transcript, that one thing. I, I imagine David Shaw's heard it all at Stanford. And I understand it didn't work out at the end and what have you. But if you want to, and I think they have to, they have to go outside the program. They cannot get somebody who's been there or done that. Certainly if some, whatever is alleged they did find has roots in the program. Someone who turned a blind eye to all that. Root and branch must be pulled up. It does appear. So go outside your program. Somebody who knows how to do it. With a sterling reputation. I have no idea. I just threw it out there for him. You're big on David Shaw. Oh, please. If I... Again, I, I made myself the owner of the Angels in the first segment. I made myself the owner of an NFL team oh, in the sure. second segment. Oh, please. Congratulations. I'm hitting the Powerball every single sentence today. <laughs> I, I, you know how I feel. I, 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 that's my hire, David Shaw. Boom. You're back in the NFL, which, by the way, you know, he has roots there too. Yeah. Ravens, yeah. just to name an organization. Boy, I'd stick him there and I'll be like, okay. Come play us, Notre Dame. We'll go toe-to-toe for the hearts and minds of the Illinois-Indiana market. Let's go. Ah, that's who I, I mean. And you're not worried about all that other nonsense going on, right? I, and that, So that's my opinion right now because it's the only thing I can form with so much gray area amongst the purple and the white. We'll take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What in the world was the live and PGA tours up to hmm. talking about having an agreement to have an agreement. I'll tell you what, one thing in my life I would love to have just when I'm shooting my shot an Augusta membership. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brockman and Del Tufo here. We're in Washington, D.C. for MLB All-Star Weekend. Mike, this is a huge one. Biggest week of the year for the MLB. We figured, hey, look, we're a couple of celebrities. Let's have ourselves a home run derby. Now, with a little twist, I'm going to pitch. You're going to hit. You get five outs. Can you get one home run off of me, yes or no? I'm going to go yard at least once. At least once? Yeah. No chance, Mikey. All right, Mike, here we go. We're going to soft toss. Let's get you to practice, okay? Just level swing, level swing. No, take a full swing, oh, Mike. Full swing. Really hit the ball. <laughs> well, you're supposed to hit it. All right, Mikey, that was your warm-up. Now the competition is for real. Anything that's not a home run is an out. You get five outs. You got to get it in the air past me. That counts as a home run. Anything else, swing and a miss. Ground ball, foul ball, out. Oh, <laughs> that's one. Oh. <laughs> That's three outs, Mike. Two left, big boy. Oh, <laughs> down to his final out. All right, I want you to get at least one. Let's try to get one here. We'll get one. All right, let's go. Going yard. I think he just called a shot. He called a shot. You won this one. So, Operteo, or whatever he says. In the Don Carlo, in Del Tufo. That's how it all go to Fibo. No wonder they kicked us off the air. What, what, are, we, what oh, are we like doing? <laughs> oh, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> we almost got kicked out of that park. Good stuff, guys. Uh, 844-204-RICH, number dial. I'm not looking down at my phone to see if David Shaw is texting. Like, why are you have my name in your <laughs> mouth? <laughs> Keep my name <laughs> out your mouth. Uh, let's uh, let's go to the phone lines here. Um, let's go to Jeff in Detroit. We haven't hey, talked hey, about Jeff the other day. Jeff, how are you? Hey, fellas, Jeff. fellas. Jeffrey. you guys. What's going on, Let me ask you, are you been there? Let me ask you a question, Jeffrey. I'm going to ask you a question. Um, how are you and everyone there in that wonderful city where I will be coming next year for the draft handling, handling, handling the bandwagon, the bandwagon jumping? I I wouldn't say it's a bandwagon jumping. This is a bandwagon, uh, complete hijacking, um, of fans saying it's the lion's time right now. 
How are you handling that sort of conversation in Detroit, Jeff? Well, you know, from many conversations that we have, yes. I come and lay on your couch all year long. <laughs> I'm one of those that drinks the Kool-Aid yes, regardless. Yes, sir. But I notice yes. that there is a lot of Kool-Aid stands around the city, man, and everybody is drinking it up. Uh, listen, the coach, first of all, yes. is taking over the city. If he ran for whatever right now yes. in the city of Detroit, yes. he's your guy. You know what I'm saying? Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell is is the man. And it's wonderful to see. Now, me being, you know who I am and how I've, I've been done in the past, I'm kind of waiting to see. But I'm feeling good because Jared Goff is, was an unexpected surprise for us. You know, we, we, we thought we were going to have to go looking for a quarterback in yeah. a draft, and yeah. Yeah. we had our quarterback all along. I know. Just, Every, I'll, I'll be honest. Everybody, you know, because you link quarterbacks together when they're drafted 1-2, I think everybody thought, you know, um, the Rams screwed up when they took Goff over Wentz, and I think everybody thinks that Goff is just going to go the way of Wentz. And, you know, Wentz is not on a team, and Goff is going to be – one of two quarterbacks to start the season for the NFL. And as a matter of fact, the last time he took on Mahomes was in that famous 54-51 game on a Monday night where the Rams beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And, uh, you know, Goff is still standing, and he is the quarterback of a team that finished like the proverbial house of fire. Um, you know, I, I don't mean to hijack what you wanted to talk oh, no, about. No, no, no. This, I mean, this is, listen, that, that's, how, that's why I call it the kick it with you. You're so right. And it's so sad because people honestly forget the man went to a Super Bowl. So let's not forget. It's almost, oh, by the way, he did get a chance to go to the Super Bowl. But I needed to use your baseball mind on, a, on this one. Okay. You know, me and the homies was kicking it. And, and I said, who do I know that knows baseball a little bit that can uh, put this in perspective? Okay. So All right. what we have is, the, the, you know, the Detroit Tigers last week threw a no-hitter. But it was three Combined oh, don't, don't. No you're, you're in, you're in Brockman's, um, um, you know, um, wheelhouse here. He is, he is not <laughs> happy. Question, he says it doesn't count. <laughs> my question is this. Yes. Which is harder for one starter to continuously go through the game and throw a no hitter or three players combined for a no hitter? Because I mean, you really do have to have your boys back in order to come in and everybody finishes with a no, no, it's a heck of an accomplishment, but it's something that, you know, putting it on somebody else's shoulders or trying to trust that this guy's going to come through for me. I'd have been sick, but I mean, at the end, you know, they, they, they all got the no, no. I'll so, put it out. I, I appreciate know. that. Um, thanks for the call, Jeff. Appreciate it. Oh, that's a simple answer. It's it's the simple one answer. guy. It's the one, one guy. And one I understand guy. him saying, you know, uh, the one guy does six innings and another guy does two. And then, you know, the last guy blows it because the last guy wasn't ready uh, or it wasn't his day in the same way that it was the day of the other two. But in this day and age where we're parsing out statistics of somebody third time through the order and heaven forbid that pitcher is out there because the stats show third time through the order you know somebody hits 300 off you as opposed to the first or second time through the order imagine going through for a fourth time and then you got the pressure in the back of your head you've gone this far you're the one who can't blow it and i know that you can kind of control what you can control not two other guys who come in 
So I think that's a no-brainer, right? Agreed. Okay. Also, also, every reliever throws 128 miles that's an hour true now. now, so it's kind of easy to blow guys away. Right? I understand your, your point, and yeah, it's probably better when one guy does it, but you have to look at the fact that when you're bringing multiple pitchers in, yes. like Jeff said, they all got to be on their, their their stuff that day. They all got to be locked in. They all got to be focused. Yes. So I'm not saying it's more impressive, but I'm not what's more difficult is what he said. Yeah, I, he said I, it's the singular achievement. You're right. The one guy is one guy is more difficult. But I'm thinking when you've got multiple pitchers, man, you've got three, four guys. We've all got to be locked in and and ready to get busy. The question is: Is Ellie Dela Cruz at the plate? That's all I need to know. (laughs) Jamie in Columbus, Ohio. You're here on the Rich Eisen show. What's up, Jamie? You there, Jamie? To talk to you guys. What's going on? Hey. hey, Uh, hey. I'm. uh, And by the way, hello, Brockman, TJ, and DJ. What's up, bro? Mike, I'm sorry. Um, He answers by D. I I was trying to say D's nuts at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Not easy. Rich does it every day. But I am um, a lifetime Tiger fan, mainly because of Sparky Anderson. I was born in the middle of Big Red Machine, and then when Sparky went to the Tigers, I uh, followed and then fell in love with Kirk Gibson. And uh, but nowadays I'm watching these Reds because they are so fun. They are, and it's they're it's just not Ellie. They were fun before Ellie showed up, but he is highlighting everything else from Steer to McLean, who, by the way, John Sadak had a great call on referencing Die Hard, uh, like his second game when he broke okay. out. Okay, I like was it. back. Benson, Abbott, Friedel, and Fraley—they're all great. In India. Don't forget India here. I yeah, mean, India, the, um, the uh, what was it, the Rookie of the Year a couple years ago. Okay, brother. Look and at this you. John Sadak guy, he is great. He is like this pop culture, nerdy, a super well-informed uh, sports guy. Uh, he, he's just great. He's coming yeah. on next, and I appreciate the Bye. call. Stay tuned right there. Sorry, Jamie, yeah, we're at the I, end of the end of the hour. I got to please call back. Um, yeah, that's why we're getting him on. I didn't know he did a uh, diehard reference for McLean. For Matt McLean. So, <laughs> do we rope him into the whole uh, diehard thing? I think he's on the right side here, <laughs> <laughs> which is the only side. Oh, so John Sadak, the voice of the Let's Reds, go. coming up next. And then we'll talk about what's going on with the Live Tour and the PGA Tour, we're just learning. <laughs> also, speaking of Columbus, did you see, um, I believe this happened while we were gone, did see, or just before we left? Um, the Columbus Blue Jackets drafted uh, Adam Fantilli with the number three overall pick. <clears throat> why am I talking about that? Yeah, why? Well, oh, because know, because why. because, <laughs> huh? because <laughs> they did. Oh, geez. What they should do, <laughs> which is choose the best player with the best resume <laughs> and the best heart and the best brain. TJ, take a guess where that kid went to college. <sighs> so uh, I'm gonna say. Michigan State, no. Mich- Michigan? Yes. Oh. They drafted a Wolverine to go to Columbus. And I just think he is the Manchurian candidate <laughs> going there. Just And I, I just don't know, the, if, do the Blue Jackets play in Columbus <laughs> right. when when the game the big game happens in Ann Arbor this year? Oh, good question. Uh, I just Because that, that'll be great. So go blue to you, Adam. Enjoy it. And just because, again, they do know in Columbus, Michigan players are worth it. Yeah, but they you, do know it. You know the Blue Jackets aren't associated with Ohio State, right? I'm aware of that. Okay. They're in Columbus. Well, it just seems like. Well, what do you think? Is people did, there, did, there's not no. any crossover Blue Jacket Buckeye fans? 
What day? I'm sorry. I, I, I messed up that story. My bad. It's the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What? What's up? Is that it? That's the new job? <laughs> <laughs>